Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So Sebastian, what's this one for? Small screen 90s? What the hell is that? Chris Barnes and AMJ review shows from the 90s out of 90. Why the hell would you do that for? They've got a new Patreon. Ah, begging for money now, is it? What'd you get from it? Exclusive episodes, yes. Early episodes, you get to hear it before anyone else. Merch, yeah, and so much more. That's very vague. And recording of live shows. Oh, nice. So where can you go and get this? The Small Screen 90s Patreon page on Patreon. Oh, that's good, isn't it? The Trophy Good podcast was always better. Hello, dear listener. Open your ears, your eyes, and your mind. Relax. Because all your thoughts and all your worries are slowly wandering away into the sea and in that sea it's only me amj and who am i with it's only chris barnes yeah that's right you thought you're on the car map but you're not because you probably don't have the car map i don't know i don't know their listening figures or even what the car map does to be honest do you know what it does does it just show you where your car is is that what it is 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 that what you're talking about I said calm has my accent got that bad oh oh sorry what's the car at you said calm, Matt. That's what it sounded like you said. <laughs> like, oh, did it? Well, I, I apologise. I, I thought I said calm. Oh, uh, the old AMSMR. I can never say it. <laughs> Sexy women yeah, whispering in your ears, mainly. That's, that's exactly what it was. Watch their sales <laughs> grow by tenfold after that little comment. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to ask you how you've been this week. I'm going to ask you, what were you up to this time in 1996? I don't know. <laughs> no idea. What, no what idea. Were you, what were you up to? This must be leading to something. Uh, nothing. I just picked the day. I thought, like, <laughs> instead of asking how we are today, which, to be honest, most listeners want us just to get into the meat of the podcast, which is the actual podcast, I thought I'd ask you what you're actually doing in the 90s today. I presume school would have started again. And if I was lucky, yeah, if I was lucky, I would have had a new pencil case. If Facebook was still around, I then I could have just scrolled through my um, timeline and just found out what I was doing then. But, but you can't the with the 90s. 
No, only up to about 2010. That's the problem. That is the problem. Like a world without Facebook is just Polaroid pictures, which is a lyric from my new album (laughs) coming very, very soon. This week, I literally looked at my Instagram and realised I haven't posted a picture for like almost three months on there. It's all videos. That's not what this is for. It's meant to be pictures, isn't it? Mainly. It's what's meant to be whatever you want. It's your Instagram. It's your space. That, your house. That is People true. Coming and visiting. That is true. It's always TikToks. I think. Yeah, it, it's too busy. It's too busy on them social medias now. You can't just like look at a nice picture or click and like something. Nah. I want to see what Linda Lusardi's doing this week. Well, I, I want to see what Linda Lusardi's doing this week. Or Jenny's got Jenny a show Powell. on British Radio. Jenny Powell. Imagine, imagine how crap Facebook would have been in the 90s. I'm, I'm picturing it now. It's ruined stars because you thought in the old days, oh, they wouldn't be going out and taking their kids to school and stuff like that. And now you see it all on um, social media and it's like, oh, they are like one of us. They do do yeah. things that we do. Yeah. I, I don't want to watch people doing things I do, though. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I find it the biggest disappointment in the world to see Robert Smith emptying his bins. Like, I don't want that in my life. I want a sense of mystery. It's like when you go and see bands live. You don't want to think, oh, they're just like us. No, I don't want to watch someone just like me on the stage. I want to see a showman or a showwoman or a show animal. How often are you seeing Robert Smith empty his bins? I, I've only ever seen Robert Smith once, and he was walking a Labrador in, uh, where was it? In Arundel, and I was too scared to talk to him. I think that's the second nervous that I've ever been trying to talk to a celebrity. Who's that bloke from Four Weddings and the Funeral that does the poem about the clocks? Stop the clocks. Him. For life is a cock. I don't know that, that poem, but I know what you mean. Where did you see him? John Hanna. No, no, he's walking his dog. That's what made me think of it. Oh, is this going to be one of those new things where we try and get a breakfast show? What celebrity have you seen emptying their own bins? Gary Wilmot. Lady Gaga with a wheelie bin. Um, Lady Gaga with a wheelie bin. I reckon she's got those little stickers on. You know, those shiny stickers that make it look a lot better. She's got a number on it as well. She's got a number on it. She don't want her wheelie bin going missing, does she? People going through Lady Gaga. <laughs> I bet it's full of a lot of glitter in Lady Gaga's wheelie bin. It's probably full of meat. Used to be full of meat, didn't it, when she made the dress? That was years ago. Yeah, little Britain, it was years ago. Why are you still making jokes about it for? Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. St- stop joking about stuff that isn't culturally relevant. You're listening to <laughs> Small Screen 90s. Oh, yeah, I've just ruined the format, haven't I? <laughs> Perfect opener to a show, though. Yeah. Let's play the theme tune. Hey! Da, 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 da. <laughs> Don't know how it goes, do you? No, not at all. You are listening to Small Screen 90s, the only show in the whole wide world that lets you know 
every single show of the 90s. And do you know what? We don't just tell you about every single show of the 90s. We then rate those shows out of 90. I am AMJ. And who do we have with me? I am Chris Barnes. Together we are small screen 90s staff. We are comedians with a podcast being desperate. That's what we are. Yeah, revolutionary. Comedians with a podcast with a wafer-thin theme that we're plodding along with, but we're still doing it, and that's what matters, isn't it? Let's get Dara Breen on. Apparently he hates that sort of thing. If he goes on a podcast and they say, right, name your five th- different things. He's like, no, I don't want to do that. I just want to do... Come on, can we do a bit of banter? He was on the, the ban- Ralph Little podcast. He was, actually. I listened to that. It was very, very good. But that's the thing, though, isn't it? It's like, we, we could do the banter, but everyone does the banter. No podcast in the history of pods rates 90s shows out of There 90s. must be one. There must must be one that does nostalgia of the 90s. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh there's nostalgia out there, Chris. Don't be fooled by that. The 90s is a big, big topic. But the twist that we have is that we then rate them out of 90. One of the greatest 90s dramas of all time. People say Peaky Blinders was one of the biggest shows ever. People say that Downton Abbey was one of the greatest things ever to hit TV drama. People say Call the Midwife is brilliant. I say they're lies, but this was the greatest 90s drama ever. Or was it? One word, heartbeat. So what series did you watch? Well, I watched my favourite episode of Heartbeat, which is the one with Gary Barlow. Oh, bollocks. (laughs) 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 What do you mean, bollocks? We could talk through. We could talk through Heartbeat. It'd be fine. I watched one with a talent show. What happened in was Gary Barlow in that talent show, or is it the one that featured Charlotte Church? No, it didn't feature any of them. The barmaid one in the end, and Greengrass was uh, annoyed because he hadn't put any bets on her or something like that. Can I just say, Greengrass is one of the greatest characters ever. He looks like someone from Last of the Summer Wine, but they had to like put him into another show.
just makes heartbeat. I just, you feel warm watching heartbeat, don't you? It makes me feel like it's a Sunday. It, it's like the gravy of uh, ITV dramas. Is it Claude Greengrass with his Claude dog, Greengrass. his dog Alfred, and in later series with David, who is basically his dog as well. <laughs> I didn't like when Greengrass died and they replaced him with the woman Greengrass, who was a bit like Greengrass, but wasn't Greengrass. It was just doing that thing where they replaced someone with someone identical. Yeah, I was really worried with Man Down that they'd get some someone identical to... Uh... <laughs> Rick Mayo. There you go. <laughs> Uh, the listeners missed out on that little dance you were doing. Why did you put your fist up to the sky there like you were trying to reach for the answer out of the aura? The aura. I was trying to get the answer and I was also trying to put my earphone back in here. I see. It was like, I found it. What was your, like, what are your thoughts on, like, Heartbeat? What What did you feel watching it back? I liked it. Normally, now, they have, like, orchestral backing music over every scene don't they in yeah. every drama there's nothing there's just two people talking in silence with nothing in the background apart from maybe the noise of the pub if you're in the pub nowadays it would have been murray gold or uh, david arnold on sherlock shut up i'm trying to listen to the dialogue that's my problem with new tv you can't hear after dialogue because it's too noisy i've turned into an old man or Mattelli's shit that might be the reason <laughs> oh, there's too much going on. Stop playing music. Too it's much, not a spoken word concert. Oh, I do. I'd uh, rewind it sometimes and put the subtitles on and go, oh, that's what they said. Yeah, it didn't feel busy, did it? No. In the sense that it didn't really feel like anything was happening. It was the equivalent of Channel 5, just there. Mm. Well, the murder of the week was someone who got hit by a car on a bike. But that seemed to be a side plot compared to the um, talent competition that seemed to take up most of the running time. And even when the it was resolved at the end, the talent contest was happening in between it. It was weird. I thought it was meant to be like <laughs> the big plot of the week and it just was an afterthought. Oh, yeah, we've got to have a plot as well, haven't we? Well, that's it, isn't it? But, but a talent contest or a murder, what's more important? What is more important in your eyes? Murder or uh, talent contest? Uh, I don't know. If it's Britain's Got Talent, I want both. <laughs> and it's back. Oh, we're not here to talk about Britain's Got Talent. One of my favourite things watching it back was Nick Berry uh, and his lovely wife. Just he can't act, nice can he? No, he not at all. <laughs> uh, uh, also, I remember about 11 years ago, I thought it would be funny on the holiday park I was working to put up posters saying Nick Berry performing here live on stage, just because I found it funny. And I found it funny at the end of a shift to go through every picture in the clubhouse and replacing it with Nick Berry. And then I printed out lo loads of fake £10 notes with Nick Berry's face on it and left them <laughs> in the cash machine. So, uh, yeah, but obviously Nick Berry wasn't coming. And about 100 people turned up. It was the busiest it had been for the entirety of that holiday. And, yeah, there was no Nick Berry at all. It was because I found out that he had a singing career. And then I was like, oh, I wonder what kind of songs he sings. And uh, have you heard his song? 
every loser wins. At some point, I must have done. I don't know it it's, off by heart. It's almost up there with the acting. But yeah, I, I, I just remember getting really told off after that little stunt. Because that's the well, thing, you can't uh, pull pranks anymore, even 10 years ago. Well, you could have picked celebrity that was dead, then people might realise it was a joke. But you pick someone who's that's alive funny. who might do it. <laughs> Why would Nick Berry be doing a gig in North Devon before the bingo? For the money. For the money <laughs> to play the bingo. His wife, Kate, looks a bit like Sally Webster from Coronation Street. Yeah. And a little bit like Princess Diana in a weird way. There's kind of a mix of Sally Webster, Princess Diana. Does Venturist do anything? He just sits there with his phone, answering calls, and then putting the phone back down and having a fag. That Oh, you're smoking. It's like, oh, this is not what it used to be like now. Even if you did a document, uh, if you did a drama during the 60s now, they wouldn't probably have any smoking. Like, we didn't have smoking then. Well, the thing is with that as well, that is good old-fashioned 1960s policing there. And we've lost that. There's no longer a policeman who just sits there and smokes the moans that someone rings in. And they were very busy for such a small village, that police department. Very busy. Wasn't these catchphrase always, we send someone over straight away, then put the phone back down, Right, back onto the talent show. He was booking acts for the talent show while in the policeman's office. And that is why we've lost the great British policeman. There are no policemen. Imagine asking someone now, coming to your police station, going, I know you, you're very busy and you've got a lot to do, but can you book the local talent contest? There was a stranger in the village. That is apparently what happened every week. There was a stranger that turned up. No one knew who they were. Turned out to be an author. They thought she was doing a murder, but it was just a plot. So none of it sort of um, came full circle and got resolved in the end. It was just all, apart from the talent show, that they were more worried about. It felt very much like, I think watching it back, it kind of felt a bit like the Darling Buds of May, like that upbeat stuff, but they threw in a murder for good measure. Yeah, there's no many, not many murders in uh, Darling Buds of May. And, and at that time, there was many village-based dramas. Some would say too many village-based dramas. Have I, told I can't you my, think of one off the top of my head. Have I told you my um, Darling Buds of May famous thing about me? No, go on. My great-granddad was asked by the author if they could use his name in the book. So there's a, there's a uh, character called Mrs Perigo. Yeah. And... Uh, She's named after my nan. That's amazing. But then when it came out, Mrs. Perigo was a right bitch. So my my nan was really upset going, well, I thought she'd be really nice. It's, like, it's not meant to be you. It's like everyone was laughing at me in the village, in the butchers when I went up there. It's like, it's not really. <laughs> I think what the author did was he took what everyone was like and made them the opposite. So she, Obviously, she was really nice. Yeah. And they, they made the Colonel poor when he was actually quite rich. And, it's like, and they never filmed it when they did the new one, apparently. Yeah, they never filmed it in Pluckley anymore. Apparently, it's in Faversham now. 
Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, as well, that is a great story. Like, how long have you been sat on that? Like, that's beautiful. <laughs> I always bring up when it comes out that no one's interested apart from you. Everyone else is oh, like, well, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. No, I think people are interested more so than someone putting on a shit night of entertainment and Nick Berry not turning up. Are you in a you book? You never know. I'm not in a book. Uh, I don't feature in any books whatsoever. It's a sad time. Uh, I'm just trying to think of a funny thing to say now. <laughs> I, don't, I, won't, I, don't, I will, feel, I will though. I will feature in books. I'll be in every book. I'm going to write a book. No, that doesn't count. If you wrote it yourself, that doesn't count as you being in a book. Yes, it does. It counts more so if you read the book. I was really surprised when the Alan Partridge book, Nomad, he ends up in the William Harvey Hospital in Ashford, and there's a picture of it. I was like, I know where that hospital is. I was born in the William Harvey Hospital in Ashford. Gosh, this has turned into an episode of Heartbeat. Yes, we're ignoring Heartbeat, and we've got onto the proper plot, which is us being talking about our most. Um, why haven't I been stories? In Why haven't you I, been in a book? I don't know. I, I didn't, no one's asked me, like, to be honest. I've been in brochures. I've been in the John Fowler's holiday brochure uh, a few times. Picture of me smiling away. Uh, you can look for that later. I think this just proves it doesn't get a high score if we've already <laughs> gone this much off piece. Have you been in the Edinburgh Fringe book? Yeah, I've been in the Edinburgh Fringe book. Well, I think I can. And the Brighton Fringe book. And many, many more. <laughs> so what are we giving uh, the heartbeat? I, I say I say it's a 35 because we clearly lost interest in it <laughs> early on to talk about lie. have you been in a book? <laughs> I won't lie. Which wasn't even rated to heartbeat. I mainly skipped the uh, talent contest at the end because I wanted to watch Better Call Soul. But why are you watching Heartbeat for? There's things you could be watching. <laughs> I watched most of it. But Do you know how many cast members there were over the series? No. Like 2,000. Really? That's more than Doc Martin with the clues. <laughs> yes, I've mentioned him again. I don't care. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, Martin Clunes. That is a lot of people. That is a lot of people. What, what, in one series or over the entire no, run? No, uh, over the entire, entire run. Oh, it yeah, ran that, that. So we're giving it 40. Let's give it 40. So let's... Let's lock, lock it in. in. <laughs> in. So, so, I, I, I've been thinking about this the other day. If one of us says let's, one yep. says lock, and then one says it. So yep. Got him. do you want to do the let's or do you want me to do the let's? <laughs> what a question. Let's lock it in. <laughs> yeah, is that worse? Let, yeah, we'll give it a go. We'll give it a go. We might just get someone off cameo to do it. Think of the most <laughs> 90s person possible. Which Patch takes up. us like Patch up. I reckon he'd do it. Well, anyone would for money. Which takes us nicely to our next series. This series blew my mind as a kid. I blew my mind watching it back. <laughs> it is Keenan and Cal. Oh, here it goes. 
Everybody out there, go run and tell your homeboys and homegirls it's time for cleaning and care. To keep you laughing in the afternoon, so don't touch that dial on read the room. Cause they always in the summer fun and you don't want to miss it. It's double K like do the good way. Yes, Keenan and Kel, I should have said Kel and Keenan. And you gotta watch Keenan cause Keenan be scheming with a plan or a plot to make it to the top. But they kind of in the middle cause they always hitting talk. This ain't the Hardy Boys or a Nancy Drew mystery. It's just Keenan and Kel and your vicinity like Sick Freedom Royal, Alvin and Costello, Magic and Kareem or Ben and Teller. Somebody's in trouble. Oh, here it go. Oh, Nick, 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 Nick. Oh, there it goes. That was good. So, Keenan and Cal. Chris, what are your thoughts on Keenan and Cal? What episode did you watch? I watched the screw in the tuna. Great. I watched the screw in the tuna too. It made no sense at the beginning because Keenan's got an idea with some tuna. goes, oh, I've got an idea with this tuna. And then... They go into the plot and they go and watch television and then um, Screw ends up in his tuna. How was that his idea? That wasn't his idea, that happened by accident. Why are they in front of a curtain when they start? Just big fans of Morecambe and Wise. Or the Mighty Bush live shows. Or the Mighty Bush, like, or the first series of the Mighty Bush. Is the dad an, a poor man's Uncle Phil? Yes. He is. <laughs> so Keenan and Cal, that was like, I thought it was... It didn't make much sense. And like watching it back, like always used to love when he, he was like, Who loves orange soda? Cal loves orange soda. And there's one episode, and I watched some clips as well, where they try and weed him off the orange soda because he has drunk for free $112 worth of orange soda a week. One, don't let someone just drink your orange soda for free in your shop. Two, why are you buying that much orange soda a week in a small convenience store? It's ridiculous. It's a good job he's drinking that orange soda or it would just go flat and out of date. Doesn't make any sense, does it? Also, when they at the the screw, he just just emailed people for a press conference. I thought, well, how is that how easy it is to do a press conference? Just email their loads of people. (laughs) Next year's Edinburgh, the the, the Trevor Fielgood press conference. But when I was in my 20s I accidentally did swallow a ring pull and I had to go, go to the hospital I had to go to the doctors with it and they just said just wait for it to come through the other come through the other end can I just say the greatest <laughs> bit of that sentence was you said when I was in my 20s you swallowed yeah it wasn't when I was a teenager it was well I was quite I was quite a lot older I think it might and be someone, 20s no I was just there yeah no I was just downing the drink and the ring pull was missing and I thought, I've obviously swallowed it. So I had to go to the doctors. But the funny thing was, I went to the doctors after that. And then the doctors got me in there and went, did you swallow a ring pull? I said, yeah. Oh, oh that's, that's, I just well, I'd asked you about it. It's like, oh, all right. Can we, can we talk about what I've come in for? <laughs> <laughs> did, did it come out? Like, did you see it? I, 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 I probably didn't even swallow it. Or did you just shake the can just to see if it made like... <laughs> it wasn't noise. in there. It wasn't in there, and I, but you think but, if you swallow something like that, you'd choke on it, wouldn't you? And, <clears throat> and it'd come out. Yeah, I think, and it should cut up your stomach as well. Like if you're swallowing yeah. a ring pull, they're quite sharp. I can't remember nineties ring pull taught. It would have been naughty if you're in the twenties. Why did the little, little little kid do his own court case? It makes no sense. I'll be honest, but he did put the screw in the tuna, and that did make me laugh very much. Where he's in the court. 
admitted it. Did you have a chuckle? But he doesn't even push him hard on it, does he? He's like, I'll put it in the tuna. Also, they were going to get a million quid out of court settlement, wasn't it? And then Kel was like, you know, I think Kel said, let's keep it. And Keenan's like, no, no, I want to keep going. So if they'd stopped there, they would have been millionaires and the show would have finished, wouldn't it? Who wants to see millionaire kids? I want to see a millionaire Keenan and Cal. I think that would have been a better show. Don't you? Like, imagine Keenan and Cal, like the antics they got up to, but with a million pounds. And then a million pounds back then, 90s millions. What, Richie Rich? With, like, um... Richie Rich. Yeah. Awful film. The highlight was that was when he had a McDonald's like in his house. Yeah, imagine that. Imagine doing that. You were just wooden. Oh, oh, well, that well, work out logistically. It's easier just to get someone deliver it. Oh, well, oh, he had an actual McDonald's restaurant in his house. Yeah, Richie Rich the movie. Like he's I have got seen a, it. I can't remember. There's like a hollowed out volcano thing and a McDonald's. It says a lot about my, my troubles with weight, doesn't it, really, to think that that was the thing that I remembered. And McDonald's in his house. What? It annoys me, it annoys me in Home Alone that, it, that when the robbers come in the evening, he's made some macaroni and he's about to eat it and he doesn't eat it, blows the candles out and then goes and... Why, why do they do that in films? That people make something and then go, oh, shit, I've got to go and do something else now. Eat it! He <laughs> just don't like disturbances during dinner. That's what it really is, isn't it? That's Eat your it macaroni. Is. You've ruined this. Eat it. Uh, oh, that's that's funny. I love the way that's the thing that annoys you in Home Alone. What one's your favourite Home Alone? Number one. I prefer two. Oh, it's the same, isn't it? <laughs> but I like New York. It's a really unpopular opinion, and I'm just listening to people turning off the podcast as we speak. But I really like Home Alone too. I think it's a great film. It's the only sequel where they've taken the first one and made it better. I have a T-shirt, which is an oxymoron, which doesn't work, because it says, Merry Christmas, your filthy animal on it. Yeah. Underneath it, it's got Home Alone. Just Home Alone. It's not in Home Alone. Hello, Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. He's in Home Alone 2. Yeah. That does annoy me that some of the better lines are from Home Alone 2. It and doesn't, because you, you like it. <laughs> no, no, no. What am I trying to say? It does annoy me when people release merchandise and don't put the right film on it. And, and that Just... is a thing. And you can safely say there was no great lines in any other Home Alone film after 2. <laughs> no, there wasn't. Did you see Good Burger with Keenan and Kel? I'm just trying to get I did, back to what we're talking about. <laughs> well, well, you did very well. Seamless that was. I did see Good Burger, and I remember watching it as a young lad, thinking, wow, that working in a burger place. That must be the greatest job in the world. I did think that for a while. <laughs> and also, I remember thinking, this film isn't that great. At a young age as well. And you know when like, you watch any old crap, because I watched the Power Rangers movie back recently, and that has not aged well. What about the Flintstone film? Flintstone film? Flintstone film looks absolutely amazing. Sadly, the plot is terrible. The acting... Sorry, yes. I just stuffed my toe. They've got a CGI 
Dino, you've st- is your foot all right? It's all right. I don't need to tell you what I'm about my foot. No, no, that, look at my um, look, look how much I cared. Is it, is it all right? Is that I mean we have to stop? <laughs> you've it's all right. Let's own. talk about is he is he CGI Dino or, or is it time when he's puppet Dino? I think it's both. <laughs> well, we're not here to discuss the Flintstones. Once again, this <laughs> clearly had an effect on us because we're going off piece. Was it on so Nickelodeon? It was on Nickelodeon. Uh. <laughs> I had no follow-up thing. <laughs> Are you still like Nickelodeon? I was going to suggest we did Rocco's Modern Life. Let's do Rocco's Modern Life because I think that was a work of art as a show. Gosh, so I, I like uh, Keenan because he's now in Saturday Night Live. You enjoy the Only Fools and Horses type plot of them trying to get rich every week. I, I well, well, you know me. I love an Only Fools and Horses type of plot. I did enjoy Keenan and Kel, but I don't think it was as good as I remember. So I'm only going to give it 40. 40? I'm going to give it 30. You're going to give it 30? Shall we meet in the middle? Yeah. What about the scores? Oh, hey. Hey. Can we give it 35? Well, let's give it 35. Let's do it. 35. Right, so that is Keenan and Cow. So, let's. let's. <laughs> 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 oh, it doesn't work. We both say let's. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Let's lock 
it. In. So the next show we want to talk to you about is Diagnosis Murder. intro music I think possibly of all time <laughs> and uh, a lot of magnifying glasses used in the intro did you notice the magnifying glass at the beginning then another one then another one because there he's a detective and he's, not a detec- he's not a detective he's a doctor well he's a bit of both isn't he in the way that in the 90s murder she wrote she was an author but she was a detective it's like Father Brown with Mark Williams in the afternoons. He's yeah. a vicar that also serves, solves murders. It's like, no, get back to your vicaring things. You shouldn't be getting police business. Your vicaring things. The police inspector always says every week, stop, do some vicaring things. Go on. You, you do some vicaring things. What would have stop trying to solve this murder? He, uh, yeah, it annoys me with those things where people stick their nose in where they're not wanted in, in maybe murder trials where they're really not wanted. Do you know what I mean? But who is helping our doctor, Mr Dick Van Dyke? Only a detective who happens to be his son in real life as well. I sort of brought that out because they sound the same and they look the same. And uh, they probably do the same great British accent together as well. Well, apparently an Australian taught him. I've done some Dick Van Dyke digging. <laughs> You've dug up Dick Van Dyke? He's not dead yet. So I've put on here Dick Van Dyke, automatically 70 points. I think seeing Dick Van Dyke, like, we all know that he's not the greatest actor in the world. Yes, he is. <laughs> No, no, but this is the thing. It I'm not having like... this. I will not have you disrespecting DVD. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not here to disrespect DVD, but it makes it so much better because he's just him. It's like Carl Pilkington, who was on The Man, The Thief, The Woman, The Thief, The One, and The Canoe. Why did they not just call it Canoe Man? I don't know why they called it. <laughs> canoe Man, why? Yeah, I literally started laughing and then other person in my room went, oh, yeah, that's really bad what he just said. I said, no, that's Cole Pilkington and he's being a detective. <laughs> he's great. He's great in it. He needs his own series where he is a detective just called Pilkington where he's solving <laughs> crimes. I'd watch that all day long. The problem I'm is really... he's Carl Pilkington. Yes, I just thought when he was do- with acting in it, I thought, have you actually got a script or are you just having a go at this bloke for having a connection? <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Gervais just put him up to it. That <laughs> would be really funny if you go and, uh, and, go and interview s- this bloke with a canoe. He sneaks in as well because I didn't see his name in the credits and then he just, I, there's just a bald bloke sat there and I was like, oh, it's Cole Pilkington. Anyway, diagnosis murder. Diagnosis murder. So, 
I attempted to watch three episodes of Diagnosis for Murder. Mm. I sang along to the theme tune. <laughs> I got about 20 minutes in and fell asleep three times. <laughs> so I, I don't actually know. He's done, it. He's done it again. Well, apparently, so, uh, listening to an interview with him, they used to change it about because in Colombo, every week it used to be the audience knew who the murderer was and then Colombo had to work it out. But they used yeah. to mix, mix it up and to have like no one knows and stuff like that. And I just put scrubs. Uh, <laughs> scrubs. I put emergency rope and scrubs. That's what I put. Do you know what annoys me in, in these things more than anything else is that once a murder has happened, they always know someone, like, but are really good friends with them, like, straight away and know them from way back. <laughs> but it's like there's too many people to be friends with. It's like I have, I've got 10 friends, right? And it's a one in, one out basis. <laughs> I don't need any more or any less. These people, thousands of friends and not even best friends acquaintances acquaintances that they know pretty well i don't like it i don't like it well dr mark sloan he took one of the students around to his house to in, to invest to not investigate him to interrogate him and he's like oh how did you know the uh, the person who died that's like stop it just go back to doing doctoring you shouldn't be part of this murder investigation yeah, and why would you take your dad with you? That's someone who's not confident yeah. in their work, is it? What a weird thing. Oh, not only am I going to solve the murder, it's my old man sticking his nose in do. And he, also, back then he looked old enough to be retired. So why was he still being a doctor then? Well, on, on one of the episodes I watched, he was telling someone to retire from being an undercover detective. And he said, well, I can't. There's too much crime going on. So maybe he can retire if people stop sticking in their nose into it and ruining it for everyone else. I've written, every time Dick isn't on the screen, I'm bored. <laughs> wow. Oh, too easy. But it's true, though, isn't it? And it's always a murder. It's like Scooby-Doo. Why is it always a man in a mask? haunting people they never just have a little adventure where nothing happens and they go home again it was well, it a called diagnosis murder though like i think this yeah. is quite a big hint if you're watching it expecting to get a recipe for a lemon meringue it's not maybe the best show for you <laughs> He's, dick van dyke was saying that oh we have to we spice it up we change around the format and stuff and sometimes do a comedy episode and stuff and last season, I was on death row for the murder I'd done. It's like, <laughs> oh, well, I would have watched all of that. It's like he's on death row. Oh, 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 oh stabbing time. Stabbing time. <laughs> I just, death row. He's mixing it up a bit in there. They're going from one extreme to the other. Well, there's a clip on YouTube where he gets stuck in a room and someone tries to kill him with laughing gas and he keeps ringing up the people to say that he's in danger and they keep going, oh, sh shut up and go away. <laughs> and then the only reason they go and open the door is because they said, oh, we've both had the same phone call. He must be in danger. So they break the door down. But how does that make you think he's in danger because we've both had the same phone call? He might be trying to trick you both. Oh, I'll tell you what happened there. The uh, writer realised he was 35 minutes into the script and needed to end it quickly. So we, he slapped on an episode of Batman and went, oh, laughing gas. Right, we're going to use that. 
just the idea that's where that's his well that he goes to. That's what I remember. That's when the laughing gas room was from Batman. Well, the the old Batman. I love that episode Bro- where Dick Van Dyke gets beaten up by penguins. Brilliant. <laughs> Revenge for um, taking uh, Mary Poppins out for a jolly <laughs> holiday. <laughs> Teach you to be part of a narrative. You to ruin, ruin animation, animators' arms for making them draw penguins. <laughs> it's not like Roger Rabbit. It was done completely <laughs> differently. Oh, what what was your own? Did you enjoy it watching it back? Like as a thing, when Dick Van Dyke wasn't on the screen <laughs> at all. Because I did, I did like it, but then there was loads of blonde haired interns and I got mixed up which one was which and which one had done the murder and which one hadn't. I, I, I don't think it held up well. No. But isn't it, it was it was we're not really its target audience. Even he said it in an interview said it's not well, he said AMJ and Chris Barnes are not yeah, them, them, two, them two won't get this. The nuances of the stuff. Who is its target audience? Have you ever watched House? I wrote down some Yes, I have watched House. It's a bit like House, but with an older house. Oh, I forgot about House. That show was massive. Right. Old house in the middle of the street. Old house. So we're not going with my rule that because DVD's in it, he's getting 70. I think it needs 70, yeah. I, I don't want you to get 80. <laughs> no, 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 you don't have to. Don't have to. Joke. Just, he's, like the, he's like the Bruce Forsyth of America, and uh, he's a national treasure over there, and he's still going. Apparently, he's... Lifting weights and stuff. Well, it's definitely lifted the cast on this episode. So, l- six, let's... Six, six, 60. This six, six, Why have you dropped it by 10? All right. Well, we'll be honest. If there were, if there were no Dick Van Dyke in it, probably 50? If it oh, was... I think... But you said you didn't want to watch it, like, when Dick Van Dyke's not on the screen. So that's clearly 20. I can't give... Diagnosis murder 17. Well, let's give it... It's, it's our show. Let's give it 50. Yeah, like, we, right, let's give it 50. Right, so let's... Lock. It. In. Yes. Seamless. Right, so that was Diagnosis Murder. I think we're keeping to a normal format next week. So, <laughs> the final show is a classic. It is Man Oh Man. Welcome to Man Oh Man, the quiet little show where ten young men are keen to show the girls here their hidden depths and 400 genteel young ladies are even keener to show nine of them the hidden depths of the Man Oh Man swimming pool. What were yes. your opinions on Man Oh Man? I didn't think I was wanted there. 
It felt like a ladies' thing that I would just happen to have walked into. <laughs> it felt very odd watching it because I remember like watching it very young, and uh, we used to play this in the school playground where they'd stand all the boys on the benches and girls would just come round and push them off the benches onto the grass behind. And uh, when you think about it, that's toxic masculinity at its finest. Who was who was the guest on when you watched your one? The guest? I can't remember for the life of me. I have to look it back. I didn't recognise who it was. Who was your guest? Vera Duckworth. They they called they called her Vera Duckworth. <laughs> they didn't Chris Tarrant didn't call her Liz, he called her Vera Duckworth, Philippa Forrester, and Melissa Linda Messenger. <laughs> I was like, yes, we are in. So can I just say before who wants to be a millionaire and old Tarrant got on the big time, he was the king of absolute rubbish TV. This and Tarrant on TV, which needs to be happening next week. Like, what? I don't even know, like, what the perp... It was like going on a head night by accident. This was Love Island for the 90s. This One bloke said he, he was a tripod. Oh. And also another highlight was that, uh, Le- that uh, Chris Tarrant doesn't know how to say Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say instead? Uh, he was recently mistaken for Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Leonardo, um, Leonardo, DiCaprio. They did some dancing. They had their mums on. They had a uh, keypad voting. I always love keypad voting. They had to act out a fairy tale. It was. It, do you know what it felt like? You know when you're on a holiday, on a holiday park, and the entertainment and, manager clearly hasn't got any entertainment for you, <laughs> so he throws together something about 20 <laughs> minutes before the doors are opening. And uh, this becomes the adult game show. It felt yes. like that. <laughs> Let's get all the dogs up. I've been that entertainment manager. There was a bloke that had to act out something, and they said John Cleese. So immediately you do the Ministry of Silly Walks, or a little bit of yeah, it yeah. looks like it. He looked like a penguin. I don't know who he got John Cleese mixed up with. I can't even think of any John Cleese with a penguin. Maybe fierce animals. No. Maybe he was trying to be different, I <laughs> Maybe everyone trying to be Dick Van Dyke. And they did River Dance because it was the 90s, everyone did River Dance. River Dance was huge. Like, there's people listening to this who don't understand that River Dance was massive. Like, it was one of the biggest selling VHSs of all time. That and Lord of the Dance, the unsuccessful sequel. Well, it was successful, but. I'd watched that so many times. My dad was obsessed with Lord of the Dance. It was always on. Always watched that Lord of the Dance video. I couldn't stand it. Michael Flatley, that was him, weren't it? Yes. No, not for me. Too, too, too much tapping. Uh, Emil, one of the guys on it, looked so shocked he was getting kicked off because he got kissed <laughs> by someone and then looked so angry when he got knocked in the water. I was also annoyed that it wasn't the set that I remember it. It, it was normally a beach set, and one I watched yeah. was different. And uh, Tim Tim did really well until he spoke at the end and said that he didn't like chat-up lines and all the women booed him. And then he got kicked off immediately after that. Because <laughs> he didn't like chat-up lines. No, he didn't. He said, no, no, I don't like chat-up lines. I think they're um, they're really wrong. And everyone was like, boo! Like, yeah. Most people, when they get to the end, if they speak, then they're, they're out. <laughs> 
Chris Tarrant. What have you done? Oh, the other bit that annoyed me was remember the muscle man used to come on and go. That was my favourite bit when I was a kid. Was it not in the episode? It wasn't in the episode. They got one. They got Ace from Gladiators to make him do some press ups. Very annoying. That is pretty nighty, so isn't it? Did you enjoy it watching it back? I thought I'd in the beginning. I thought I would rate it as high as Pep's win prizes. Yeah. But as it went on, I went, "No, this is just shit." <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think the thing is with Pep's win prizes is it is brilliant and shit at the same time. This is just it's typical ITV, isn't it? Of that whole kind of thing of going very loose based concept being drawn out for some time. And, the, and, and like the highlight is just watching people being pushed into a swimming pool, which had been stolen from Heidi High. Spike. I'm horny by Moose T. Tune. <laughs> they used to play that all the time, didn't they? No offence to the blokes. They just look av- average blokes. They're not like when I Love Island now. They're basically supermodels that go into it. It's like it's average dads that have thought, come on, I'm going to win this. You've got to admire that somewhat, though, haven't you? The idea of going, like, oh, I want to be the man. Of man, oh man, <laughs> and even the title seems rushed, doesn't it? Man, oh man, man, man oh man, oh man, man, oh man. Could we not think of anything else? But exactly, I was, uh, yeah, it can just feels not... a bit awkward watching back. Can we not repeat Thunderball or something? <laughs> can we not repeat Thunderball? Can we not just have a season of James Bond films? <laughs> Hello, dear listener. After the show, Chris found this intro to Man, oh man. our Double O Heaven season continues as Sean Connery stars in Thunderball. Spooky. Yeah, yeah, before he did The Millionaire, he used to, everything, the adult Tiz was, I can't remember what it was called, it was just uh, anarchic TV that he loved doing. Yeah, and he was a radio show host for years. Mm. Ask me how many years. How many years? Years. <laughs> I thought you didn't know. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it was one of those things that, oh, this would be all right. It would be a great segment within a show. It'd be mm. one of those ideas that would be on Saturday Night Takeaway, but I really don't think it... I'm surprised it went as long as it did, watching it back. <laughs> Philippa Forrester asked the man what uh, setting he'd have his washing on. Because these men, they don't know, do they? They don't know what setting to put their uh, oh, they washing don't on. don't know what setting your washing's on. Like, and you know, what weird question to ask someone. It depends what he's washing. Like small change or something. Men have always got small change. Really, when offer, I used to like one, Robot Wars. Oh, there's one. 
Robot Wars, all writing them all down. <laughs> Listeners getting excited, going, oh, Robot Wars is coming, along with Darren on TV. Next week. No, next um, week. Next week. At all. At all. Let's keep it British for a bit longer. I think the international thing didn't work. I could admit defeat. Well, it didn't, did it? Because we only picked two American shows and decided to go for Man O' oh Man and Heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> but still, two shows that are wildly far apart from each other. They were on ITV. Good old they had, ITV. They had Vera Duckworth on it. He did start calling her Liz by the end. Oh, that's beautiful. Could you imagine it's like, oh... Our special guest tonight is Barry from EastEnders or Dean Gaffney with Wellard. I'd love Dean Gaffney with Wellard. That'd be a great... Can't, a even great remember what, can't even remember what Dean Gaffney's character's called. He was Robbie, weren't he? Robbie Fowler. Was he go, Robbie Fowler? Fowler? Robbie Fowler and Wellard. Please write it, if you don't. Mm. Uh, right, so what do you want to give it out of I 90? would give it 20. 20. Do you know what? I'm gonna give it 25. It didn't have it, didn't have this. Sh- there's sometimes things are good that are bad, but this was just bad, bad. And it, it kind of brought back playground memories of being pushed onto grass, and if it was a particularly nasty person, onto the concrete, uh, <laughs> because someone doesn't like me. And it, if it, but why did that, you stand like, up there? Because I wanted to be liked. That's why I do this. <laughs> it's obvious, isn't it? This, all you're building to is been standing up on a bench on your own going, yes, I am the winner. I am the winner. It was weird because everyone just used to get pushed off. So there was no real winner, especially on the bench. So They end up just pushing everyone off in the end. There was no yeah. school off. It was just, it was one of those games that you play that when you're a kid and you think, this is pointless, absolutely pointless. And why are we being allowed to watch Man Oh Man? Because it's clearly not for our age group. When you just said that, I just thought, that, well, nowadays kids would be playing pointless in the, in the yeah. playground. <laughs> There's Richard well, Osmond you, sat in the corner. <laughs> just getting the kid who looks most like Richard Osmond. There's a climbing frame where they drop a kid down and if he gets to the bottom, then it's a pointless answer. <laughs> Dave, you all right? Yes. Oh, boy, is it a pointless answer? Yes, it is. Oh, OK. Get back up there. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, not the monkey bar. They probably don't have monkey bars anymore, do they? No, it's probably covered in bubble wrap or something, so they can't... Probably, yeah, them. that's right. Bubble bloody health yeah. and safety's gone mad. Oh, we haven't locked it in. Oh, sorry. Lock it in. Oh, I'm let's. Oh, sorry. Let's. What are, oh. <laughs> let. Let's. So. Lock. No. So, let's. Lock it in. In. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Not Today's. This week's episode of Small Screen 90s. I have been AMJ and he's been Chris Barnes. <laughs> oh, my headphones falling out with the excitement. I thought you just dropped something into a pot. Is that? No, it just, just popped out that, the ear. That's the sound effect we need for the show to go into the hole. Well, we've got it now. We've got it. It's only it's, taken nine episodes. It's you just dropping your headphones. Ba-boom. Well, there's only one thing left to say, everyone. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye.
拜拜。Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare insurance plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare insurance plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and three hundred and sixty-five day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com/pack for free shipping and three hundred and sixty-five day returns.